0: Welcome to What Should I Watch? A podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week, I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, Please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwachttea at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. This is What Should I Watch? I'm your host, T, and I am joined by my bi-weekly co-host, Grant Good, Hi, Grant.
1: Good morning, T. Pleasure to be here, as always. I haven't had a chance to watch uh, DP, which is the show we talked about last time. But I've been watching um, Reply, 1988.
0: What do you think about that one?
1: I like it a lot. It's really cool.
0: I feel like that Reply series is kind of hard to appeal to non-Korean viewers because you kind of have to have that cultural reference. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, well you know, one of the things I like is that I was, I grew up in that, that year. So, so 1988. So a lot of the same like products or same things that maybe the people in that show are wearing or playing with Mm. were very similar in America. You think so? Yeah. There's some things that I have no idea about, but for sure, like some of the stuff that they're talking about, like the Nikes, for example, that's like when they became popular in America as well. And. I can definitely relate to a lot of it. All
0: hmm. well, good.
1: I think another thing that is uh, easy to understand is how, you know, the kids have a lot of freedom, sort of. Oh, yeah. So the parents are like, yeah, just, you know, where are you going? Oh, I'm just going in the neighborhood. Right. You know, that's a very American thing in the 80s. It's like, oh, I'm just going to go outside and be in the neighborhood. Like our right. parents were always kind of pushing us or – to like leave and you know they didn't always know where we were and that's <laughs> you kind of get that a sense of that freedom right, in yeah. this particular show i yeah. think uh, another show like that is that um that really popular one on netflix um, stranger things right that was like an 80s show or that was uh, supposed to be in the 80s and the kids are always out like doing stuff and together and riding their bikes And that's that's very much how i grew up yeah. So that that's a similarity. Like the cultural stuff, obviously, I don't understand always, um, but there are a lot of similarities, which is surprising that the Korean, you know, how they grew up and how I grew up, are, is, you know, really not that different in a, in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, I think there are some similarities across cultures. Right. Um, even now, you know, what we're going through in America. It's similar to what's happening in Korea, what Koreans are saying, and especially younger generations, very cross-cultural.
1: Do you think the 80s in Korea had a lot of American, United States influence?
0: Uh, They did, but Korea wasn't as well off as America. Like, 80s in Korea were still, I would say, they were poor.
1: Really hard times, yeah. Yeah. For most families.
0: Right. So, for example, those families in the show, they aren't well-off. They aren't even in the section that are affluent in Seoul.
1: Right. Yeah, and there are levels of, uh, you know, levels. You can see, like, one family lives in the basement versus the family that lives upstairs. Right. Like, you can see the, the difference in income. Right. I mean,
0: whatever. that's why that one kid is wearing Nikes. but Right. No one no else one is. Could, <laughs> yeah, you could probably count how many kids had Nikes in the right in the neighborhood i mean it's something you know people heard of right but they don't know what it looks like i I would imagine (laughs) i mean that's my understanding yeah
1: i mean i remember too though like my parents didn't want me buying nikes i think the difference was that there was that like nike jordans that came out they were like a hundred dollars 120 dollars, something like that like my parents would never buy those But there was, like, a Nike underneath that that was, like, 50 or 60. Right, right. So those are the ones that, you know, you could buy. So every American could have those. But the really, like, (laughs) rich people would have, like, the Jordans and, you know. Right. It's interesting to see that.
0: You know, I remember back when I was growing up, I would go to... I remember going to this, like, market. Mm hmm It's, like, twice a week, maybe. The vendors will come set up their stuff.
1: Okay, like kind of like an American farmer's market?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think it's similar to farmer's market because it was maybe like twice a week, three times a week, and then you go and there. I mean, you don't have to go to any other market. You get everything from there, vegetables, um, meat, even seafood. I was fascinated by the seafood vendor, the way they (laughs) trim fish. Right. You could get the whole fish or you could ask them to trim. You can ask them like what you're going to do with, you know, whether you're going to, just bake it or right. stew or and they'll trim it the right way and i remember playing with the stuff i had at home like playing like i was a fish vendor
1: wow like you were a butcher you'd like yeah chop it up i don't know way. why i did
0: that but <laughs> i was fascinated by the you know like gutting out the fish yeah. and all that stuff yeah
1: i could see that so you know. have a little fish and a putin knife and you're like Look, mom, I'm cutting up the fish.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I did that when I was How do you want it? Are you going to bake it? (laughs) Do you want the head on or head off?
1: (laughs) Do you want the bones out?
0: I totally did that. That's cool. I did go to farmer's market uh, a couple times. I went to the biggest one in the city with my mom when she was here. Hmm. And back again last week. And I found this Korean stall like a korean farmer
1: oh cool
0: and i looked up their like website they have very small website i don't even know if they have a website though that's good yeah they're i think they can take online orders but what shocked me is that they are in the middle of nowhere
1: the farm yeah yeah i was gonna ask where is the farm
0: it's it's like i don't even know like if anyone can live there (laughs) like any living organism can <laughs> be in that area it's
1: just in the middle of nowhere huh yeah what kind of stuff do they farm
0: it, it's an apple farm but
1: okay
0: i think they i bought apples and dried pears it was so good it's like wow and i don't even like fruits but yeah they were so good they also sell jujube, which is like a
1: that's more korean style yeah
0: korean asian type of dates hmm they had persimmons. Um, yeah, it was very, very Korean fruits and stuff. That's how I recognize them and also their name. But yeah, it made me think a lot about it. Like I was thinking like maybe I can ask them if they want to hire me. And I'll right. go just, just live in the, the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they always need a worker. And it probably helps that, that you speak their language
0: so yeah, we we've, we've been talking about some intense show for a couple of weeks in a row.
1: Yeah. I mean the last yeah, the last show was uh you know, pretty serious DP. I mean, that's about you know, deserters in the military, so there's action and possibly violence and yeah. serious uh, you know, um, hazing and right. bullying and that kind of stuff. All I mean, based on
0: real story. Yeah, the true story. It's
1: it's kind of it's pretty serious. Yeah, I would say intense. That's good. Good word for that. So
0: yeah, I feel like I need to change up the vibe.
1: So do something a little lighter, lighter fare.
0: Yeah. So while I was savoring the dried fruits from the screen <laughs> farmers, <laughs> um, I was thinking about the show I watched a l- little while ago. And it's set in a small town, countryside, a seaside town.
1: Mm. Is it like uh, Camilla? Camilla Bloom? It's,
0: yeah, it's similar, but it's actually very different.
1: Okay. I feel like the geography of Korea, when I've seen the small towns or like when they have talk about someone in the country, they're always close to water. I mean, mean, it's it's obviously a peninsula, (laughs) but I think, too, as you move inland, it gets more mountainous. Is that
0: true? 70% of peninsula is mountain.
1: So like,
0: that's why when you see Korean show, like even if the, you know, it's set in the city, you always see some kind of mountain backdrop.
1: Right. And then if it's like a country setting, a lot of times it's pretty much it's close to water. right? Right. I think that's very different in America because most small towns, people think, oh, it's like oh. in the middle of the vast, like Midwest, you know, and there's no water anywhere.
0: Okay. Here's something that can help listeners to picture what Korea is like. Yeah. When Koreans travel, they're fascinated by horizon hmm. because you don't ever see flat land. Right. <laughs> With just sky so and the land. when they come to America, we, they're like, anywhere, wow, in the, all this yeah. open
1: space. Yeah, gotcha. Because
0: you al- there's always mountain, always some kind of hill, something. Um, yeah, just the, the fact the horizon, it's a very foreign concept.
1: Because they, they never get to see it, yeah. unless they're uh, looking at the ocean, I guess. Right. Which is exactly. always yeah. over water then. <laughs> they're always seeing the sun rise and yeah. set over water as opposed to land. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I think uh, America obviously is you know five or six times the size of Korea.
0: Probably more. Probably more know, twenty so times
1: at least. Yeah, something like that. Um, and when you get to the middle of America, it's just it's pretty flat in a lot right. of areas. Yeah. But there's a lot of areas that are pretty like flat where you can see the horizon. Now, if you think about the the cities on the water, especially on the East Coast. They're usually where the biggest cities are because that's where they were settled, you know, especially in the Northeast. But it's rare that you have really small towns close to water. Right. They do exist, but it's an interesting idea. So we have small town seaside. I think in Camilla, it was like a crab specialty area, wasn't
0: it? (laughs) Yeah. So, So
1: all the restaurants were like seafood crab. Yeah. A certain kind of crab.
0: The fictional setting of Camilla, Camellia, is Camellia. actually the name. sorry. <laughs> That's on the west coast, west sea. This one is on the east side.
1: Oh, so it's. I bet it's a different kind of people on the east side, huh?
0: No, it's not that much different. Okay. I mean, you could, you could travel <laughs> west to east in about five hours anyway. So
1: they're about okay. <laughs>
0: um. So this show is called. Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha.
1: Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. Okay. I like the sound of it so far.
0: It's released in 2021. And there are 16 episodes.
1: 16, okay. Is it on Netflix?
0: Yes. As of today, May 2023, it is on Netflix. Okay. In the U.S. I am not sure of the copyrights and deals in other countries but in the U.S. yes
1: careful with your passwords they're cracking down (laughs) apparently
0: the main actress in the show she she looks like 20 but she's actually over 40s she became popular as a like a magazine model gotcha and I remember her from back in the day, there was fashion magazine, like a Korean type of Vogue and stuff like uh-huh. that. And, and she, she's become a really good actress, I would say. Hmm. But what put her on the map again is that she came out saying that she and Kim Woo-bin uh-huh. are dating for and a he, while.
1: He's a famous actor?
0: He was in The airs. Okay, he was one of the bullies. Gotcha. Um, he's in other movies. I don't know if you've seen him in other stuff other than the airs.
1: He's in that like sci fi one that just came out on. Netflix, Yes, right? the career. Yeah, it's like yeah. post apocalyptic. Right, right. Korea. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the reason he wasn't doing a lot of stuff is because he was diagnosed with cancer oh so he was off work so he was several for years yeah. and this girl shimina she was with him for all those years while he was going through stuff wow and i guess this year marks their eight years anniversary they've been dating for eight years
1: was that a secret or everybody about no that? they
0: they they revealed it like some years ago okay. i think it was around the time he was diagnosed with cancer and they said, well, we we're actually dating, and I'm going to stand by him.
1: Nice. So, oh, that's yeah. That's cool. But you remember her as a model,
0: huh? Yeah, in the fashion magazine and stuff. And, and then you she s- was cute saw her
1: pop up. At- was this the first show you saw her in again?
0: I, th- I think so. I mean, there were a couple of things. But she was in this Korean show that's called My Girlfriend is Gumiho. That came out in 2010. And sort of like spin-off version Came out in 2020 called Tale of the Nine Tailed.
1: Tale of the Nine Tailed.
0: It's, it's based off of an old Korean folktale. Cool. So foxes have nine, nine tails, tails, and then the fox becomes uh, a girl, a very attractive girl, and then it's like an actually scary folktale. So you have to watch out for the really pretty ones because they're actually a fox with nine tails. They can't eat you up, and oh, something like that. So it's dangerous. Right. Yeah, so they made the show Tale of the Nine-Tailed, and that has sequel that just came out called Tale of the Nine-Tailed 1938. I oh. think this came out like a few weeks ago or so. Cool. So, yeah, you've probably seen her in that.
1: Is she um, in all of those then?
0: No, actually just oh, the first one. Just the first one? Okay. Yeah, in 2010. But, yeah, I, I used to like her. She was pretty and... Yeah. But then now that she's dating him, I don't like her anymore. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you like him?
0: I think he's the only Korean actor that I That you like. Like yeah, don't like think whoa, attractive he's or? he's yeah.
1: That's because that's I
0: never for some reason I never had that. And there's a main actor. His name is Kim Son ho. He's probably well known. Outside of Korea, from the show called Startup. It's on Netflix. Oh, really? And maybe some have watched Welcome to Waikiki, too. Okay.
1: I've I've seen the Startup. Uh, I think I watched maybe a part a part of the first episode or two.
0: Yeah, but for those who watch like Korean reality entertainment show, game show. Yeah. He's in the show called Two Days and One Night. He was the, he was one of the members there for two years, mm. until he was withdrawn because of some scandal.
1: Uh oh, controversy.
0: Yeah, so that actually blew up pretty badly for him.
1: Before he had a scandal, he was a pretty popular character on the game show, right? So, what, right. What's the game show? I know the Korea has a lot of a lot of really cool game show type settings.
0: Yeah. Um, it's not exactly game show like as in America, like what you guys call game show. It's, right. Like Korea is a lot of shows that are, they're a bunch of it's guests like panel
1: and, of people. Yeah, and they, and
0: they just chat around or right. like yeah, they do play some games sometimes and more like a talk show combined with game show kind of things. Right. But this one is called Two Days and One Night because they go on a trip throughout korea including a lot of like offshore island kind of like in this drama and while they're traveling they go through some missions at at a certain like a meal time or like certain time of the day so they have to complete a mission play the game and then they earn rewards or if you don't win you get the punishment and that's sort of like basic plot but gotcha in order to become a one of the panels in this show, a show like this, not just this one, you have to be really funny and you have to be really quick. Right. So, being able to be on the show for two years means like he's quick and he's funny and smart. You know.
1: He's a, he's a good entertainer. Right. Yeah, providing commentary is uh, is tough. Like you have to be you have to pay attention and right. you have to be smart and yeah. in all areas. Right. Because right. you never know. What you're gonna to have to provide commentary yeah. on, yeah,
0: and a lot of this shows like you can't be too shy, like you really have to like, yeah, do everything with your body, you know, <laughs> you can't just shy away from no doing humility, certain things, right, like you yeah, don't. exactly, especially in Korean shows, there's no mercy. <laughs> well, what's interesting about this show is that it's a remake of a famous movie from 2004.
1: That's twenty years ago,
0: right? So Almost, it was yeah.
1: like a regular length movie.
0: Yeah, regular length, two, two hours or so. Korean movie was it popular? Yeah, it was very popular. Um,
1: it was the same like the plot. same
0: it's, it's same character. Uh-huh. So the movie is called Chief Home. Okay. And it's based off of the same character and a similar plot. Okay. But it's not just two hours of movie it's stretched into six an episode. It's just right. different setting and
1: Right, okay. They just expand on the character and the world that was created exactly. in that movie. Yeah. So what's so special about Chief Home? He's is he the main character?
0: Yes. So let's go into the recap and you can learn about Chief Home.
1: Alright, I'm excited.
0: 30-something-year-old Yoon Hye-jin is an associate dentist in Seoul. She quits the clinic after an argument with the director, who likes making money with excessive dental treatment. And as her mother's death anniversary approaches, Hye-jin has to Gongjin Beach Town, where her family spent the last family vacation with the mother. At the beach, she takes a walk barefoot, and her luxury shoes are washed away in the high tide. When she's panicking, a man in a wetsuit brings one shoe to her saying that it suddenly showed up on his surfboard. But since she can't walk in one shoe, the man takes Hedgin to a seafood diner to borrow sleepers from the owner. And Hedgin learns that there is no dental clinic in this small seaside town. Then, a series of strange events happens. When she tries to start her car to go back to Seoul, she finds out that the car battery is dead. So she's trying to call her car service, but the cell doesn't have reception. Assuming that it's because she's in the countryside, she goes to a nearby cafe to use a phone. But neither their landline or the cafe owner's cell phone works. She just wants to pay for the coffee and leave, but the credit card machine doesn't work either. When she tries, an ATM machine is offline too. Then the surfer guy shows up and tells them that Korea Telecom's network in the area is down. After he helps with the car battery, he finds a hole in the tire. Since the night's getting late, Haejin is forced to stay the night in Gongjin and heads to a 24-hour Korean spa. And the surfer guys there again working. This suspicious guy appears everywhere Haejin goes. He's called Chief Hong, and he's born and raised in this little town, Gongjin. He gets by doing all kinds of odd jobs in the town without a solid career but he's very skilled and has a long stack of certificates. The next day, while driving back to Seoul, Hyejin decides to go back to Gongjin and open her own dental office. After Hyejin officially moves into the town, she has a hard time getting settled. She doesn't easily adapt to the lifestyle and is annoyed by the overly kind neighbors of the small town. To make matters worse, at a neighborhood party, Hejin makes a remark looking down on the small town and becomes an outcast. Consequently, no patients come to her newly opened dental clinic. But one day, after a local police officer becomes the first patient, Hejin's clinic starts to see more and more patients she finds out that it's all thanks to Chief Hong because he's been trying to smooth things over with the town people. Although being grateful to Chief Hong, Hyejin just can't get along with him. She is a realist and goal-oriented while Chief Hong is like a hippie who's content with the odd jobs and the nature of the seaside town. But still, they seem to grow attached as they argue more. One day, Haejin learns something surprising about Chif Hong. He graduated from Seoul National University with highest honors, but no one knows where he was for the five years before he moved back to Gongjin. Meanwhile, a college friend of Haejin and now a TV show producer comes to explore the town for filming. Chif Hong becomes his local guide and the two eventually become friends. He learns that the producer has feelings for Hyejin and reflects upon his own feelings for her. However, he pushes away Hyejin who now obviously shows affection for him. He's close with everyone in the town, but he doesn't build a deep relationship with anyone and anything, including a small hamster that the village kids ask him to take care of. The reason seems to have something to do with the psychiatrist he regularly sees and the medication he takes every time he wakes up from a nightmare.
1: Okay, so it sounds like there's a bit of a secret.
0: Right. But still, the biggest difference between Cha 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 and the Camellia show Uh is that Camellia had a large portion of suspense and thriller. Right, with the murder. Yeah, and then, you know, she's in danger at some point. So it's, I feel like Camellia is kind of, it's set in a small town, but...
1: Right, well, it has that, I mean, that's a big part of driving the plot. Right. So it's not just, you know, the inner workings of the small town. It's also like, hey, there's someone after you, and right. is that why you're here? Is that why you moved here? I mean, that 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 was a huge part of it
0: right but in this show uh, there's no uh, suspense like that at all this is straight up romantic comedy Uh uh-huh and in fact there's no bad character oh like at all
1: there's no villain
0: there's no villain there's no like
1: is there conflict there's there is but
0: not because somebody's Acting up, right? There's no like, not even a neighbor who's like just jealous or you know, right? Like doing bad things.
1: It's more based on what would actually happen, like a real relationship in a way. Right. You just have normal conflict with people as you move about your day.
0: Right. So I think that's interesting that you can actually create a show with zero bad characters. Right.
1: Um, But getting back to him seeing a psychiatrist or being on medication. Uh, do we know anything about that throughout the episodes, or is that just kind of revealed at the end? Or
0: no. So early on in the show, Hyejin has to go to Seoul to do some like to meet up with friends or something, oh, okay. and he asks her to give him ride. Gotcha. And it turns out that he has to go see a doctor in Seoul. Okay. So pretty early on in the show, you learn that there's something going on with him
1: you have some idea but right. you don't really know the specifics yeah and maybe you can attribute to that why he's making the decisions he's making right because there's something that the audience doesn't know about right but i'm curious um what about the other characters in the in the town Are there, is there any standouts that
0: oh yeah so in every episode they talk about other characters Uh and their stories so that's also interesting there's no i mean yes the dentist and chief hong they are the main characters right but there are really no sub characters in the show because all these people and it's very small town so they pretty much cover everyone in the in the show um each episode they talk about their stories Okay. So the supermarket owner or the diner owners or there's a teacher in a little school in the town. Everyone's backstory is covered. So you kind of feel like really everyone is the main actors in the show, main character in the show. Okay,
1: so it's got a balance to it, huh?
0: So it's like no bad characters, no sub-characters, and everyone does play an important role to the dentist character and Pong.
1: So what do you like about this show? Why do you why do you enjoy watching it?
0: For me, I'm not sure why I enjoy watching <laughs> it. I mean, I think it's a number of different things, but the reason this was really popular in Korea is that first of all, it came out in 2021. We were still suffering from all this oh, COVID yeah. restrictions Lockdown. and People were thinking life differently, looking at life differently. Right. And especially in Korea, you know, it's very success-driven country. You know, everybody thinks about living in the city and leading the successful life. Right. Um, But I think people were getting tired of it. You know, there are a lot of social issues in Korea that deter people away from that kind of mentality now. So a story like this had a big appeal to the audience.
1: So, I mean, it's showing a very different life, a different path. Right. right.
0: I mean, there there have been a couple shows and movies like this. Right. Where, like, the main character moves somewhere, middle of nowhere, kind of, and start new. Right. But I think this one was a little different because, again, like, the fact that everyone is a good character. Yeah. And everyone is put on a stage at some point in the show. Like, nobody's sub-character. Right. I think that kind of makes you feel like, yes, we are all important. Like, we all have something that we're dealing with.
1: I think that's a good uh, method if you're trying to show the community, you know, the nature of when you, when you live in a world like we, you're all connected you know so if you're giving equal time to all right. these characters you get a sense of how they're all connected and they're, you know i think a lot of shows try to do that but usually what they do is they do it from a family especially mm. in america right so you're looking at a family and their friends and how they're all connected it's like right. yeah there's a bloodline so you get why they're connected but yeah. it's cool if it's just the town it's the city and you know I think that's probably more interesting.
0: Yeah, there's a term for this kind of show now. Not just a TV show, but people say like healing. Healing. So, you know, maybe somebody went to some really cool cafe and had a couple hours just, you know, good food and good drink. And they say, oh, I had a really good healing time. Okay. And show like this, they say like, oh, it's healing show. Okay. or like a healing movie or
1: yeah that's good is that uh korean term or is that are you saying that in general
0: i think it's a korean term
1: what's the word for healing
0: in korean yeah no the koreans do use they just the, say healing? english yeah healing they use the english word okay. yeah or even like when you just meet up with your friend and chat for like 4 hours and right. you come home and you feel relieved and you said oh that was such a good healing
1: that makes sense it makes perfect
0: sense This term was out, I think, before COVID, if I remember correctly. But the fact that this term is being used, I think that shows how much, how tired Koreans are. Not like just physically, but I think mentally, just society is hitting the wall right now. So constantly, they're talking about healing and healing. And, you know, when you go on social media, you always see hashtag healing. Like phonetically written in korean but <laughs> <laughs> like healing and, healing yeah
1: i think that's great that there's an awareness of it
0: but i think the fact that you know a show like this would come out and be super popular it yeah it says a lot says a lot yeah. yeah the same thing with the um the character here there's a a character i don't i don't want to spoil anything but the character kind of touched on one of the social issues yeah, about identity. Okay. And, you know, when you think about Korean shows, even like maybe five years ago or so, you wouldn't see this kind of character. So a show like this that was geared towards more broader audience than just teenagers' love story, having this kind of character means that I think the Korean society in general has changed a little bit they're accepting more diversity more
1: accepting of diversity yeah and gender and stuff like right. that right yeah I mean I think that's bound to happen eventually right you can only hide those things from your society for so long right at some point it's going to come out and you know you have to address it right it was the same thing in America like you know we didn't address someone who's gay for so many years you know so yeah I think I think it's baby steps, you know right korea takes is taking a few steps to address certain issues, but I think slowly is always better, you know you can't just go one flip one side or the other that's too much it's too shocking for too many people <laughs> well, so that sounds like a good something interesting, so you mentioned uh Korean spas. I know this is a part of the culture, um, and I actually I've seen a few where I live in the Korean <laughs> areas. They're probably not quite the same as how they are in Korea, but um, what's the what's the deal with that? That that's not something that we really have in America.
0: <laughs> I actually just saw this Reddit post yesterday. Somebody asked about like what should I know before I go into Korean spa first in America. Um, I'm probably not the right person to answer this because I don't like. Korean spas. Okay. (laughs) Um, It's like Koreans love spas. Yeah. But it's different than like American spas. You go get facial and like, massage. It's, yeah, this is literally, (laughs) it's more like a public bath.
1: Okay. Public bathhouse.
0: Right. So you go um, shower and there are different types of different like kind of pool kind of thing. Okay. So one is like super hot. It's like a scalding hot. Wow. And the other one is, like, super cold. And then somewhere in the middle, like, usually, like, four or five different types of different temperatures. So you go just deep in and...
1: You find the one that's right for you?
0: And then, like, you... After you do that, you scrub a little bit and you go to a sauna. And saunas usually have, like, yeah, steam and um, made with certain type of wood. I think it's a... Cedar? Cedar. Fur. Yeah. So it's very aromatic when you're sitting in there, and I guess it's good for you. I mean, Koreans love going to... I I remember going to those like few times with my grandparents, my family, but physically I'm not good with heat,
1: Uh, steam
0: and all that. Right. I think that's why I like winter. Okay. I prefer... Cold. I prefer Chicago to (laughs) New Mexico. Okay. I should say, like Minnesota to New Mexico. Yeah, and nowadays Korean spa is not just bathhouse kind of thing. You go there. The reason she goes to stay there at night is because it's usually twenty-four-seven.
1: Right, like literally,
0: yeah. And they're super busy during like holidays. Okay, because all the families just go there together. So it's literally twenty-four-seven, and a lot of people, you know, stay there overnight you know if you're going on a business trip you can stay there
1: <laughs> right no well okay i've seen that in other shows where right. they'll make a joke like she comes to work in the morning and they're like oh you're wearing the same clothes like did uh, you spend the night at the spa you're
0: right yeah. so
1: it's like they got drunk and they didn't go home to exactly. change so they had they just went to the spa and like washed up there because that's the public yeah. shower public yeah. bath right i think that's I, honestly, I think that's really cool. I mean, of, it's evolved cool. so
0: much now. You go there, there's a full restaurant. There's I mean, that's, some that's kind amazing. of like a, you know, fun. Is,
1: is it pay though, or is it yeah, still yeah. free? you have to pay for a certain items. Of course, okay. yeah. Okay. But it's probably cheaper than a hotel or something like that. Obviously. Yeah,
0: and it's, it's just fun, I guess. Yeah. People, then just staying in a hotel, you're in a room or something, you know, you go there, you know, there are like different things you can do activities things you can do and then there's like not now even like a massage chair room and you know they're like food is certain type of food and it's fun too I guess you know they're stay there and eat food and they're like red clay room red clay is supposed to be good for you to stay there and you know and then you move around to different rooms and I mean it's become like huge thing I I can't even explain the last time I was there was like so many years ago I don't know how much it's evolved right When I travel back to Korea now, like I've seen like huge like skyscraper kind of building, like right. ten stories spa. building, the entire building is spa. That's awesome. It's like each building is different thing. And you go, I guess you go there, you get like a bracelet kind of thing. So when you think about it, when you go to spa, you wear like a t shirt and like very light clothing, right? Right. So you don't want to carry around a purse or anything like that. Right. So what they do is you get little bracelet okay so all these services you use in the building for example you go to like a massage chair you do like five minutes of massage chair right. and then you go buy some food and then you go into like hot pool you get sweaty so you come out and you buy a drink and throughout the night you could spend like hundreds of dollars or nothing right wow. but regardless you don't want to carry your wallet or anything yeah you know so you on your bracelet you get from the front office yeah it's like wallet it's like an apple pay so anywhere you go any of these like a
1: it'll just scan it
0: yeah scan it and then when you check out they just sum it up and then you pay at the end
1: wow yeah it sounds sounds really interesting i mean that's
0: very different than like when i was growing up right
1: it was just a place to
0: it was just literally
1: anyone could go yeah Yeah.
0: but yeah it's fun if you have korean spa in the city where you live yeah try it out it's a you don't have to take a bath if you don't want you don't have, you don't you don't even have to shower like just go there and have fun right yeah there are a lot of things you can do
1: that re- that reminds me of uh, a sex in the city episode i remember thinking about mr big the male character he's like been spending the night at her house or whatever and mm-hmm. she she like wants him to feel comfortable but he's always taking his stuff back home with him oh. she's like hey you can leave something here Because she's leaving things at his place. It's an an intimacy metaphor. Like, oh, are we really like this together that we can share these things? And she's like, oh, you know, you can leave a razor here. And he's like, oh, I shave at the gym. Mm. And immediately my mental picture is, okay, this is someone who has enough money that they have this luxurious gym membership where they go and you can picture like a locker in a, in a room and they shave and shower there every day. They don't even shave and shower at their own house, <laughs> right? They go in the morning as part of their routine. They work out, they go to the gym, they shave and shower. They have stuff there. It's like this resort kind of thing. Right. But I just was thinking about that. Like as opposed to that being this, you know, as a status symbol of wealth, Right, yeah. You go to Korea, it's like, no, these things are for the people. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not necessary. It's actually for the opposite. It's for everybody, but it's for people who maybe don't always have, you know, everything they need. Yeah, at I, their think own. Now, I sure don't think different.
0: the actual rich people go there. Right.
1: <laughs> they have their own stuff, right?
0: <laughs> this is for people to just mingle and, you know, friends or maybe families. and Yeah, that's well, where they if, meet and if
1: hang if out. if anyone goes to... a sp- a Korean spa please send them some uh, messages let us know how it oh is. my god
0: yeah I want to hear about how things are in America this is uh,
1: debunking the Korean spa myth <laughs>
0: that's
1: what we're looking for
0: well I want to talk about Virgin River
1: nice yeah. you know
0: the show on Netflix
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh, kind of like a it has the picture of like a soap opera kind of <laughs> cheesy uh, but yeah I remember watching the first uh, couple seasons
0: I don't know what made me click on the show in the first <laughs> place. It's something that I would never ever like even look at the right art, you know. Same. Do you like it?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was it was entertaining. I think uh as I've gotten older, I'm not as like picky or kind of snooty about the things I watch, you know. You you realize that you watch certain things for different reasons like right it's a mood or a feeling but yeah that i I don't i mean i definitely found myself going oh like being disappointed (laughs) at times watching it (laughs) but other times i was happy to just to kind of get lost in that little world you know
0: you know that show came out in like i think in 2020 and Mm. it was sort of mass paperback book oh
1: it was a book
0: what's her name um Robin Carr I think that's oh. the author's name or Robin something but yes yeah, it's, it's like a you know the story can go on forever sort of like a general <laughs> hospital type yeah. of book but after watching the first season I went to look for the book from the local library mm-hmm. and it was just all checked out like everyone really? <laughs> wanted to read that book <laughs> I love the
1: show so much I gotta read yeah the book.
0: seriously and wow. uh, it's not that the book was, I mean, the book is popular enough, but it's not like the book was bestseller. Yeah. And I wonder if it had anything to do with the time that we were in. Right. Like we were in Not COVID being able to do and, anything else, right? Well, yeah, but like everybody's so stressed and yeah. you don't want to watch something like, you definitely don't want to watch something like Contagion, the movie, <laughs> or I don't know, or maybe some people do want to watch it for yeah. the same reason. But everybody's like so stressed. They want they want to chill, and yeah. I think maybe that's why Virgin River did so well. And then the book, I think the book has now like a reprint with the the Virgin River artwork,
1: like cover. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense.
0: So, when I was watching this one, um, hometown cha cha cha, I thought about Virgin River because mm. it kind of is similar. Right. Even the setting, like the Virgin River. She's a nurse and then she moves to this like a mountain town, right? Where like everybody knows everyone, and
1: you yeah. know, and she falls in love with the guy that everybody yeah. knows too. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's exactly, yeah. So, this plot is very similar,
0: but I think the difference is that Virgin River, as it is doing now the story can go on forever, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> There's true. always something happening with the Yeah, They, vocal... keep,
1: they keep writing different things. Right. That, yeah. Situational. Uh, yeah. Characters. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: That the guy comes back from uh, his old platoon and he's kind of a bad seed and he causes right. trouble and... People get pregnant. And then the next and,
0: episode, yeah, people get pregnant. And then the next episode, yeah. there's, like, some illegal weed farmers. And right. there are things happening. So, like, you don't know when ne- what next episode's going to talk about. Like, things can always happen.
1: Like, yeah, they kind of follow a storyline and then it goes somewhere else. So, yeah, so that maybe the start of that story is similar. But this one, this one, Cha-Cha-Cha, have a, definitely has an ending, right?
0: Oh, yeah, it's 16 episodes. And it l- feels like the story is sort of like there's no big arc there's just little things happening but towards the end you realize why those little events happen right throughout the show
1: so they everything kind of comes together
0: and also i think those little events are necessary to tell the story of other characters like i said you know everybody's sort of like main character in the show
1: well that, that sounds uh it sounds like it'd be fun to watch you know, with Virgin River, I think the thing that I liked too was the setting. Like you said, it um, the show is some sort of relaxing to watch mm-hmm. in a way. I think the setting is kind of a relaxing setting. Right. You know, the music and like showing the river <laughs> and the mountain yeah. town and that kind of sets the tone. Do you feel like the cha-cha-cha does that as well?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, in fact, you know, the the camera work in the show is amazing Mm. I mean they shot this in a beautiful town but you know the way they shot certain scenes are like it's like a you know movie poster worthy right like really beautiful and I'm sure that did a lot too I mean same thing like this came out in 2021 so people Hmm. were so stressed about all the restrictions in Korea yeah so watching something like this you know and the uh, sort of like underlying theme of the show is that it's it's a community. Yeah. Like everybody works together, helps each other. Everybody has shoulder to lean on to sort of that's, you know, that's something that people needed.
1: Yeah. You need somebody else a, a community to get through it all, you know. Right. You can't do it on your own. I think the, you know, timing is important with those kinds of shows. You know, timing, like when it comes out and what people are into at the time. Sometimes it's, oh, I want another show like the shows that are popular. But sometimes it's like, oh, I want a show that's completely different. Right. And we're tired of this kind of show. So this new show is showing us something different. And this is now what we're going to kind of latch on to. So that's true with music, I feel like, too. The timing of you know, your story and your plot and how yeah. you tell the story is is so important within the culture. I think another thing that we're talking about is is kind of like an ensemble cast. You know, we have our lead character, but the lead character is not the only person that carries the show. Yeah. So you have other characters that come in and then you... You know, like you were talking about, they get pretty equal screen time and plot and all that stuff. So, who are the other characters in Cha Cha Cha? And it being a small town, you know, what's the, what's the, like, I don't know, what's that called? What's the age group? Metrics? No, it's not metrics. There's demographics? Demographic. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what's the age demographic?
0: Um, so naturally, the main group, main neighbors in this town is older grannies. Hmm. In fact, like, I mean, the only thing that's kind of fictional in this show is that there are a lot more young people than oh, in the in actual, like, like yeah, yeah, Korean small town. <laughs> um, but yeah, here, there's, like, this group of grannies and they're the, like, nosiest one. So they always want to, like... They want to help, but they get really nosy and...
1: Okay, they kind of know everything.
0: Yeah, and they have to know everything. But they have their stories. Right. And the main one, um, she's sort of like the mother and grandma to Chief Hong. Hmm. So there's a little bit of backstory. They go way back and you learn about that. And that kind of ties into the things that Chief Hong went through or is going through still... The reason that he doesn't want to have any relationship with anyone. Right. Ha- um, you learn about that. But that character is really good. The grandma character. And there are the characters in like their 50s or maybe like late 40s. Like the seafood diner owner. Mm-hmm. She's divorced and her ex-husband still lives around the town. And he works for the city. He's like the you know civil servant and because they have son together they still communicate Mm. but you learn about that sort of like a married couple or you know what people think about what people go through in that age group so that's reflected in their story and then you know obviously here are two main characters in their thirties, mm-hmm. the chief Hong and the dentist. And right. dentist actually gets a friend from Seoul and she, the friend has her own story. So you learn like what young people nowadays go through, what their dilemma is and what they, you know, what they pursue, things like that. And there are like some young kids, like a young, young little kids. Mm. Um, there's a, daughter of a local cafe owner she's like 14 15 she's a teenager
1: yeah oh boy
0: (laughs) I mean yeah exactly that's the reaction like you just think of like okay some teenager whatever but I liked how they went deeper into this character Mm. she's uh you know she lives with her single dad and she's very mature, but also she cares about how she looks. She wants to make money. She goes on to this local singing contest to make money because she wants to get a brace for her teeth.
1: Brace, oh, okay, braces, gotcha.
0: So, you know, so she can look more attractive, right? And she cares about K-pop. You know, she has all her own world. Right. And then they are like little, little kids, like elementary school kids. So there's a little story of those little kids. And then the single dad, he's a, you know, back in the day, semi-famous singer. (laughs) But he didn't really make it after his first album. And he has a daughter and he moved to a small town because it's cheap to live. And he just owns this cafe. He tried to play his music and he tried to, like, tell people, like, oh, I used to be so-and-so. I don't know if you remember from Uh, the back in the day, you know. You get to see what it's about, like, somebody who was once famous so there's that story and then there's you know there are other characters from seoul who travel with the producer guy hmm. and there's like a writer character and then the assistant producer character those characters have their own story of what it's like to work in the industry wow and that work life love dynamics you know so I feel like there are a lot of different characters in, really all age groups.
1: Yeah, sounds like it.
0: Yeah, and their story it's it's different from Virgin River. Like one episode, all of a sudden, like somebody's pregnant. Like oh, we gotta do something about this pregnant <laughs> woman. You know, everything's very everything's well connected. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like you watch, you know, one episode, and the next day you watch the next episode. All of a sudden, like somebody's doing something, you know, it's sort of like has cause and what do you call the cause and effect?
1: Yeah. So, well, it's more reality based maybe. Right. There's cause, and organic, like like something happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah, With Virgin river, it's, uh, you do have that kind of older generation. The doctor's like about to retire. That's why she's even there you know, the, the nurse to take over maybe. Um, And then the doctor has like a wife and there's issues there. And there's like a group of older women that have been in the town, but there's not a lot of kids. I don't think there would be a storyline really for kids.
0: Well, there's There's one kid who gets like kidnapped or something.
1: Yeah. And there's like the daughter that comes to town or whatever, like the, the niece that comes town, but they're like, they're old, they're older, you know? Right. So, and it, it feels a little like forced, like, oh, we need to bring in another character, you know?
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I think if you, if you really set up an ensemble, then they're just doing what they would normally do. You know, you don't have to force the writing into creating some situation, you know, and that's kind of interesting. I mean, the way that you're talking about it, that you have been talking about it is, it's just kind of like you're a fly on the wall in this like small town and you get to kind of watch it unfold, you know? Yes, exactly. And that's, that's, you know, there's a lot of value in that. That's interesting. I think that, like you said, I mean, sometimes we, we just want, we just want that. We want to feel that. We want to just want to watch that. It makes you wonder, okay, what's it like to live in this small town in Korea, you know? Right. This small seaside town and just kind of unwind in your thoughts. That is probably similar to how I've felt about Virgin River.
0: Right, yeah. I mean,
1: that show is called Virgin River <laughs> because, you know, they really want you to think about the setting and where right. they are. Yeah. It's not like any other place, you know. It's, it's this small mountain town, and, you know, it's different than how, you know, maybe we live in the city or in the Midwest or wherever it is, so.
0: Yeah. And I think while they're talking about these characters and their stories really the big arc of this show is that you know what it what makes us happy like what's the goal of your life because the contrast in the show is that the dentist character is very goal-oriented she's realistic Hmm. but chief hong is you know he is kind of hippie-ish. It's just, you know, I'm happy because I made some money doing four or five different jobs. Right, he does a lot of
1: different things. Doesn't settle down, right? Right.
0: And he literally talks about, like, you know, hey, look at the sunset, how beautiful it is, you Mm. know? That was good. That made me happy today. So whatever happens tomorrow, that's tomorrow. Right. So it's this contrast between the two characters and they're supposed to they they have some kind of feelings for each other. Yeah. And would that work out, you know? Right. So there's a little of this romantic comedy element. So if that's something you like watching, you definitely get that too. But for those who don't always want to, like, you know, get into that kind of situation, like, there are plenty of life lessons and things that make you think about life.
1: It's, uh... I think the relationship between the dentist, I mean, she's coming from a city to live in this small town. She's giving everything up that she knows to start and try right. something new, right?
0: But it's try it's like different. it's like the saying like you can't you can't take city out of a girl, you know.
1: Right. So she's gonna have that feeling. But then she meets someone and she likes him, right? Or they have a they have feelings for each other, like you said. Right. And his thing is that he doesn't want to have a relationship basically she doesn't want to have any ties right nothing tying him down which is why he goes from job to job to job which is why he doesn't have he's not married um but those two for it to work out then they have to both compromise Mm-hmm. you know because she's she's got to go to him a little bit and he's got to go to her a little right. bit for it to work out i guess and uh that's uh, that's always interesting to see You know, I mean, if she's on her own and she's went out and brought her friend from Seoul and they start this business, I mean, it's hard to think about anything else in your life at that point, you know? Yeah. But uh, whatever makes you happy, you know, something comes along and it makes you happy. You got to go for it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm interested in watching. I think it sounds like a cool story. And uh, it's not crazy intense action necessarily.
0: Not at all. (laughs) Not (laughs) in the
1: slightest. So I guess uh, if you're looking for that, this is probably not the one for you, huh? No. You know, I hear a lot of, uh, I didn't always used to think about this because I, I wanted to watch things that were like powerful and had meaning Mm -hmm. You know, whether they were artistic or really well-crafted or a great director or a great actor, I I was interested in the artistry of things. Right. And as I've gotten older, I I kind of like just being entertained (laughs) and not having to think about it, you know? And I hear a lot of actors talk about that now, more so than I ever thought about in the past. But they'll say they did a, a TV series just because, hey, you know, if I can make people forget about their lives for a few hours every night or whatever you know that that feels good like they want to provide that entertainment yeah and you think about yeah. the people that watch tv i mean you come home from work in 10 hours and you just you want to sit there and you don't want to think about you know your life or watch something artistic <laughs> necessarily i mean it's amazing how much you know i've changed in that in that way so
0: yeah i think that's what my friend said she went to see um what's that one movie um yeah the movie Decision to Leave.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: Yeah, my friend went to see the movie Decision to Leave in the theater. Yeah. And she said I guess she went to see it so she could take a break from taking care of her family. Right. And she said she hated it. <laughs> not the movie, but she said it's too complicated. She couldn't right. relax. She's like it makes me think too much. Like I that was not a good decision. Not a good decision to watch Decision to Leave. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember when we watched it, I was uh, I was definitely in the mood for that, you know. But I think when because we went to the theater and watched it. Yeah, watching it in the theater, I feel like you're setting yourself up to... It's a little bit different, you know. It's not just coming home and, like, turning on whatever's on or trying yeah. to find something. It's like we thought about going to theater and I want to see a movie that's, like, going to make me think, you know.
0: I don't know. For me, I think I still want to watch something... Artistic, something that has meaning to me or something that's going to provoke yeah. thoughts. And, that's good.
1: Yeah. Don't lose that.
0: You know, speaking of Virgin Raper and mass paperback books, there's an <laughs> author. Her name is Christy Golden. Yeah. She's like a fantasy sci-fi author. Mm. She wrote like a series of Star Wars books. Cool. I guess it's like some kind of spin-off, like, you know, fictional version of Star, Star Wars. and
1: There's... Uh, worlds, star Wars worlds. So you can write within the, uni- <laughs> the universe of star Wars because it's, it's mapped out. Right. <clears throat> so like you can pick your era.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So let's say there's, there's nine movies, right? Yeah. In between oh. all those movies, oh. there's mapped out time frames and actual things that have happened that they've oh. referenced in the movies. So people, for example, the clone wars. So people will just write about the clone wars and that uh, becomes part of the. It's called they're uh, they're called novelizations, uh, of of the movies, and then they they branch off and give you more detail. Yeah, it's a crazy world, but yeah, go ahead. I don't know much about it, but
0: well, she also wrote some books about World of Warcraft. Wow, which is the game that so I used to play. Yeah, sci-fi girl, and um, I can't remember, but anyway, yeah, she had, she wrote like some 50, 100 books on those like crazy. stuff, and, yeah, crazy, but. Um, Apparently, she loves this show. Oh, really? Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. <laughs> and she tweeted, like, I just finished it. I don't know what I'm going to watch anymore. I don't right. know how I'm going to get over the, the show. Oh, you know? that's so
1: cool. Wow, that's so random.
0: Right? It doesn't just,
1: sound like her interest would line up with right, this, right?
0: A sci-fi fantasy writer <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. some small seaside Korean village.
1: But that's maybe that's what she needed, right? The timing for her? I was her. thinking that too. Yeah.
0: Maybe like, you know, she need needs get something out of opposite. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this fantasy world that I've been living in for the last twenty years. <laughs> I mean it it sounds like it's more uh yeah, like realistic and it kinda grounds you in a way, you know.
0: Yeah. Well realistic story is what Koreans love. Yeah. I think that's big difference between uh American shows and Korean. I think American shows tend to be more... Like, it's just a a notch up from reality. Yeah. So you can feel good. Like, you have hope and you have, you know, this positive vibe. Right. You know. But Koreans, like, it has to be brutally realistic.
1: (laughs) I I like that. I'm thinking about this writer now and I'm wondering how she even stumbled upon this korean show (laughs) like how did that come up in her logarithm even you know yeah
0: i have no idea she's i think she's she's late 50s or yeah it says she's from atlanta she currently (laughs) lives in tennessee Um, so what
1: makes a star wars person start watching a korean show i
0: don't know if i were to guess
1: or world of warcraft for that matter
0: right if i were to guess yeah those online games are big in korea okay they're in fact pretty good they're famous gamers they're korean so maybe that's her connection maybe that she exposed met somebody
1: that exposed it to her
0: that's yeah that's my guess okay that's that's
1: plausible korean culture is spreading across everywhere so
0: so i think it's good that korean dramas have more characters that are not conventional hmm Like, this character, I can't, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to go into detail of what the deal is this character. But last year, there was a show called Extraordinary Attorney Woo Young-woo. Yeah. It was huge. I didn't watch it. But the fact that an actress would play a character like that, that's not pretty, not super, like not even like a cool cop or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I think that says that a lot has changed or is changing in Korea. Yeah. And, you know, it's a shame that those marginalized people don't really get exposure, especially in the media. Right. And what kind of shocked me is that, you know, a lot of people said, Oh, I learned so much about ADHD, what it is about. Wow. from the show yeah. like that was a lot of um, like I guess public opinion when that mm. show Woo Young Woo mm-hmm. was popular like people were saying like oh so that's what it's about I thought There's she was should...
1: like on the s- autistic spectrum
0: oh yeah autistic
1: Woo is autistic yeah. Right? yeah
0: she's autistic but I felt like I mean her acting from was good Asperger's. but I feel like I don't know and it wasn't like super realistic the fact that you know she could be so successful like that?
1: Yeah, I
0: don't know, but you know, a lot of general public opinion was that like it was very educational because they learned so much about people on spectrum, right? And that was like that's probably something like shocking to American audience, like that's how much those people with disabilities mm-hmm. are kept.
1: Yeah, there's not a uh, visibility.
0: Yeah. But I think that's why the show became popular, Right. and it was really popular in the U.S. too, like yeah, worldwide. Yeah, no, it was. So I think there was definitely something that a lot of people, you know, related to. But
1: well, that the I mean, aside from whatever her ailment was that was holding her back, I mean, that's not a new idea. That's very like right. Forrest Gump, or oh yeah, you know, a lot of the movies have been successful. Rain Man, for example, but I think what you're talking about. That one show, um, it's not. It's okay to be okay, right? Yeah. You know, he was autistic. The nurse, right. Yeah. That was v- much more realistic. Oh yeah. And and I enjoyed that much yeah. much more because you got to see like the challenges, but also the advantages. Yeah,
0: exactly. But regardless, you know. But it did well. That's where it stands. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the Korean society is still very conservative in right. that sense. So seeing diverse characters like that, like whether you are bisexual, gay sexual, you, ha- you have some illness, or you have disabilities, physical, right. mental, yep. you know, all those diverse characters are rarely seen in the shows or movies, yeah. and if they are, it's very small sub-character.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, you know, in Woo And in this show, Cha 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 seeing those, you know, characters as one of the main characters is really, you know, big improvement. And I think it's a good change that's happening in Korea.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Just that they would bring that awareness.
0: There was a movie back in 2002 called Oasis. I really, really love this movie. The acting is fantastic. Mm. And it won... The Venice Film Festival and some other, I mean, like a lot of international words. Cool. But the main actress, Munsori, she won the Best Actress in Venice. Okay. And the director is phenomenal. This movie is about a, uh, uh, a woman, an adult woman. She has physical disability and... Um, she has like a learning disability, so she stays indoors all day.
1: Is she blind?
0: She's not blind.
1: that was gonna say back in the day it was always like deaf, dumb, and blind, so <laughs> she's maybe she's one of those right the deaf yeah, can she hear okay?
0: She can hear and okay. she can see,
1: so she's quote dumb, <laughs> but not deaf or blind.
0: She's not so dumb either.
1: That's good, but anyway, that's, cool. that's
0: the character, and then right. you know this actress has to play somebody with a physical disability so she can't like it's almost like a kind of parkinson's ish uh-huh. but like i don't know the exact the the so medical physically term. there's something that she can't yeah do so she well has to act that and right. like yeah and then she falls in love with this man who you know she's, he's like a day laborer mm. he gets by barely gets by they fall in love but the society would keep pointing fingers at them oh there's right. that you because know, of her whatever yeah. and then that you know, the bum guy in the neighborhood. Everybody hates him because he's he's fine man. Like, he just, you know, doesn't have education. He doesn't have a solid job. But people just don't like him because he looks a certain way. He, people think he's just a bum. You know, right. he's going to make a trouble in the neighborhood. Right. And they fall in love, so people hate them. So the movie's kind of tragic. Wow. But yeah. I love the movie. And I think this was kind of... um this got a lot of attention because no one would write at a such a, like high artistic level. Like no one would make a movie like that with right. this kind of character.
1: Huh.
0: And it did so well internationally and in Korea too. But the difference is that this movie was in fact like art movie kind of. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, you know, for the public, general public, but also like it was, it was not super approachable right. type of movie. right. So it's definitely different than Oo or any other. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> like
0: it's okay to be now okay. For Netflix, yeah. Netflix
1: TV show, yeah. Yeah,
0: but yeah, if you can't find us, I'm sure they're on DVDs and like online, Oasis. like Oasis. it's such a good movie. Cool. You know, she the actress who played this um, the main character in this, who won Venice, she's in the TV show that we covered, on the verge of insanity.
1: Okay, so she was in Oasis.
0: Yeah, she was the one that who won Venice for that role in Oasis. That's actually why I watched that drama on the (laughs) verge of insanity. Because she would she wouldn't normally do TV shows, right? And I was like, "Wow, what? Something special, maybe? Yeah, cool." (laughs) Speaking of which, it's the most played episode of my podcast. People love on the verge of insanity. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Of my whole 33 episodes, 34 episodes so far. What do you
1: think that is? Is it the title?
0: I think it's the title. Yeah, maybe. Maybe everybody feels like they're on the verge of insanity. (laughs)
1: Let's listen to this.
0: Including myself. (laughs) Well, Before you feel like that, I'm going to let you go. It's getting late.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed looking forward to it.
0: If you feel like you're on the verge of insanity, you should watch Hometown Cha 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 on Netflix. (laughs) this will relax you
1: better than virgin river
0: <laughs> i mean it's just very different like yeah. but yeah if i have to pick something to compare it would be virgin river
1: yeah i think that's a good way minus
0: chick flick elements
1: right only better and korean similar but different <laughs> thank you see you I'll next time
0: see you in two weeks two weeks Hey, Christy Golden, if you're listening to my podcast, if you happen to listen to my podcast, please send me an email. I love World of Warcraft. Thank you for writing that.